What up, this is your boy DJ EFN. You might know me as a drink champ, but first and foremost, I'm a proud father. I linked up with two of my other dad homies, Manny Digital and KGB, to start the Fatherhoods podcast. Each week, we bring you insider hip-hop stories, parenting, and advice and therapy. The saying is true, it takes a village, and we humorously serve as each other's trusted counsel in figuring out how not to screw up being a good dad. Fatherhood's Fatherhood's Podcast. Beats, rhymes, and diapers. Yo, Fatherhood's fam, when you're out and about with your baby and they start wilding out, what do you do? Most dudes are fumbling through the traditional baby bag their lady prepped for them, trying to find that one thing that will calm the kid down. That doesn't have to be your life. Dig no more. The firstborn diaper backpack from Fly Dad has over 21 compartments to have everything right where you need it to be for you and your baby and keeping you fly through the process. Get $20 off when you visit flydadgear.com slash fatherhoods. Hola. Kind of cut off, but it's okay. Yo, I does that. I don't know what. Let me see something. Hold on. Yeah, your shit sucks now. She's like a weak-ass fart. Still? Still nothing? Sounds like a queef. Like a queef. Nice. <laughs> well, queef is it's a band we, it's the cancel culture. <laughs> no, no, it's just a word I haven't heard in a long time. <laughs> yeah, I haven't heard it in forever. <laughs> I don't know the list. You guys renew, <laughs> update the list of things we can't say anymore. Yo, but queef is like the most polite way of saying, "Yo, I basically shot myself." Like that's kind of no queef is a pussy fart. I mean, yeah, but you know, how is that a polite way of saying you shit yourself? <laughs> I mean, be a, that, that that would be a shark. No, I yeah, don't Manny, actually, you're you're shit. you're showing your age now, you little nah, young nah, man. Nah. You know those like farts where they like loud and obnoxious. You like so you that. queef? That says something different about <laughs> you, buddy. <laughs> no, I'm just saying, damn, bro. <laughs> no, that'd be oh, a shart. Like, you got a sh- shart is the way to go for that one, man. Yeah, that's a fart. Shit, shit fart. Maybe shit just, fart. Just, maybe just a Dominican thing. If it's just a loud fart, we'll be like, te cagaste. Okay, though. but what does that have to do with queef? I'm saying, I'm telling you, queef is like the polite way. And then the, the aggressive way is like the Dominican, like, yo, you shat yourself. It's it's a nicer way. I know it's a pussy fart, but it's just a nicer way of saying fart, bro. That's all I'm saying. Nah, nah, it doesn't ring. It nah. doesn't go. It doesn't go. You get it? Your Cubanisms aren't letting it ride. Yeah. Okay, that's fine. No Cubanism. <laughs> this is not Cuban. And this this was for our sponsor at Depends. <laughs> <laughs> Ah, so what's good? What's good? What's good? What do we got on deck? Anything? Uh, um, I got. I mean, I could. I could give y'all like a quick and dirty recap of the vacation. Uh, some interesting little tidbits that I think you guys would freak out about, but we were cool with. Mm, I don't like it. Okay. Right. Queefings. No, no queefing involved. <laughs> <laughs> Um, Let's hear the freak I, I, I might have just overhyped it too, but so it might not even be that serious. But so we were at an all-inclusive resort out in Dominican Republic in Punta Cana, right? Baller. No. So it was my mom turned seventy-five just before the new year, and so we had planned my brother and I, my my family. Yo, we should do something cool. We surprised her with a trip, and I even made like a like, like a golden ticket to give her like because physically her birthday's at the end of the year like i said and we, we weren't leaving at the end of the year so to give her something physical that she knew she was getting this gift 
it was this um, golden ticket. So she was happy, whatever. We got there finally, the beginning of this year. And uh, it was like, it was paradise, I guess. And I don't want to like oversell it, but it was like everything you would imagine like a tropical vacation is supposed to be. This place that we went to, um, shout out to the Hyatt Ziva uh, resort out there, it had. So starting with like the service, it was just fucking amazing. But as it relates to like parenting and parenthood, so like me as a son, my brother and I, as my mom's kids, um, I, I, it felt really good to be able to do that for her, right? And so just thinking about like kind of not paying back your parents, but in a sense, you kind of are like being able to create experiences that they will cherish. The older they get, the more memories are are significant um, to them. That was something that she said. She was like, yo, like, thank you for helping me have more memories with you guys. And so that, that was kind of touching. And then as a father, on the good side of things, like the kids really did appreciate everything that we were able to do for them. So everything from like, the except, hustle your, except your youngest won't remember it in the next year or two. Nah, I think she will. See, <laughs> that's the that's the beauty of like all this uh, data that we store in the mm-hmm. cloud. Because every few months, every year, like the anniversaries pop up, and we spend like hours sometimes just like fumbling through images and videos and shit. But then th- they said something interesting. So two things: one is we felt really comfortable letting the older two kind of roam the resort and now granted we got pools we got what's the ages again for the older two 15 and nine 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 year old roaming freely but with the 15 with the 15 oh together okay 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 now i don't trust that little kid by himself doing nothing um but like the staff became as close to family as you can become in such a short period of time like their intentions were always really good. They were really like helpful. Now, granted, I'm not again. I'm Mister Optimist, right? So like, I, I take that those cues, and I'm like, all right, I, I can live with that. And we so ran with it. You guys laughed and cried together. <laughs> we definitely laughed together. Okay. <laughs> um, and so I, they queefed together, <laughs> <laughs> but Dominican queef. <laughs> it was. It wasn't. It was. Loco que lo que. <laughs> okay <laughs> um so it was something something that for my kids was kind of an independent freeing experience because we're not usually that trusting in any environment and we really back the fuck off outside of the disney resort that we've been to we've never kind of just like disconnected from them and let them roam and do their thing even when it was like dark over there we felt comfortable you wild one I know. <laughs> nah, and as I'm telling you guys, I'm like, yo, we would have never done this. But I'm telling you, like, the environment was just so chill. It wasn't massive, but it wasn't small either. So it had, it's like, you could get lost in there if you wanted to, but it really, you know, the, the layout was pretty uh, slick. And I was, I remember, like, having a conversation with them, and I was like, yo, so normally they would have some trepidation, too, like, going off on their own. And they were cool. They were like, yo, let's go do it. So that freedom was kind of like a little growth, I think, in our relationship as parent and children um, that I thought was cool. But like, and I'll finish here, like the, the we, we invested some money in becoming part of the Disney Vacation Club many years ago. 
with the event. What does that mean? Yeah, I'll, I'll quickly summarize. So being a part of the Disney Vacation Club means <laughs> you you get to queef with Disney characters. <laughs> While wearing the Mickey Mouse ears. <laughs> <laughs> nah. So you pay. Basically, it's like a timeshare. So you okay. pay for access to their. Because my girl's asking me about that now. So that's why I asked. Yeah. So we've been a part of it for a while now. Almost. I say like eight years or so. And. Our home resort is their Alani resort in, in uh, Hawaii. Mm-hmm. So we go there every couple of years we go. It's a, an amazing place. Hawaii, as you can imagine, if you haven't been, is every a lot of what they say it is, all this paradise and all this shit. But my kids thought that this spot in Punta Cana was better than Disney. And so they were like, yo, fuck that Disney shit. Let's come here more often. And we're like, you little motherfuckers. <laughs> Because granted, we could probably swap points because the Disney Vacation Club, like it, it's not just resorts for Disney. It's like a bigger network of of resorts. But now it's like homework we got to do to see if we can every now and again, like flip it. So all that said, it was a really good experience, vacation and like family bonding your, wise. Your kids, when they were off alone, were they swimming? Yeah, some cases, yes. But they are also very strong swimmers in the ocean. Nah, they they didn't really get in the ocean. They were kind of on the sand. If it was, if we knew they were going into the ocean, we probably. How would you know if they're on their own? Oh, they would tell us. They tell us. This guy's like, I know now. They tell us what they're going to get into, so we know if we got to go get them, we know where they're at and what they're doing. So I should have said that too. Like there is like a a trust in understanding what they're getting themselves into that we would say yes or no to. And the beach is cut off from. The whole entire island? Yeah, they have like a private they do? section. Yeah. They have Trump's wall on each, on each side of it. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a strip of hotel. I'm asking for a friend. No, no, and no, I, I my serious reason for asking that is No, I think it's Biden's wall now. <laughs> well, yeah, Biden inherited <laughs> it. All right. Um, but he loves it too. But uh I'm asking that because Anybody could walk on the beach from outside the resort and you're not worried about a stranger approaching them. I I remember when I went to DR, granted, this was 15 years ago. um, I couldn't stop getting solicited by people trying to sell me Cuban cigars that were made in DR. Yes. Uh, No, we weren't worried about it because where we it's like um, I don't want to make it sound like it's a gated community, but relatively speaking, it is. So to get into. You got Punta Cana, and then inside of Punta Cana, you have Cap Cana. Cap Cana is where this resort is. In order for you to get into Cap Cana, there's like security checkpoints. And so for you to get in, you got to go through that. Now, granted, that doesn't mean much. You could have somebody come in and still kind of do what you're saying. But there's like a strip of maybe three or four hotels that share that beach. Like buffers yeah. the beach? Yeah. So you could, yeah, people from those places could technically walk onto where we were. but what if your daughter would have been 12 or 13? Would you let them go off? Good question. Uh, yes, I think we would have starting at 12. Earlier than that, I don't think we would have. Well, that um, was a big step for you guys, man. Congratulations, I think. <laughs> that's a tough that's a tough call. I think 15s, I mean, 
Yeah. I mean, sounds, like, sounds, like, sounds, sounds like your daughter's got her stuff. I mean, together. look, we were out of, on our own at six years old. I don't know. You know like, no. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But I, mean, I was I also an arson, so I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Wait. Tell us more about your arson days as a six-year-old, bro. I, I was I was lighting garbage can like the big garbage bins on fire. Oh, you were that guy. Yeah, almost, almost. Thank God it never happened, but I almost uh, a, an apartment building almost caught fire. But the uh, fire department to, came. We might have to edit that out. Nah, there's a, there's a statute of limitation limitations. On <laughs> and you know, I'm a kid. <laughs> well, not that young, but you know, later on, then I had the anarchist cookbook. And me and my friends were up to no good. So the crazyhood shit is is tied in truth, right? Plus, we had a ninja club, but that's a of course you did. <laughs> we, did, we did. Did you guys <laughs> chuck fucking ninja stars? But our ninja, yeah, our ninja club was serious. We had knives, the stars. We had fucking you know the the sticks, the staffs, every all of that, and then we would beat each other up. <laughs> guys, so you, you guys, guys had, are, you guys, you guys queef on each club? other. And we would jump off of like <laughs> we would try to f- jump as high as we could off of things and do the and make sure you survived it because that's what ninjas did, of course. And you had to, had to do the nin. I'm the one that perfected the, the ninja tumble when you landed, where you <laughs> buckle your knees and you tumble. But we were like testing the limits of what our fucking legs could handle, bro. We would go like on balconies on a second floor and jump on grass, of course. But still, like thinking back right now, I'm like, the fuck are we trying to prove? <laughs> we took those those ninja movies way too serious. Remember American Ninja? That shit was classic. Oh, yeah. yeah. Hold on. And this and this. <laughs> And by the way, folks listening, this is like 30 years of friendship. Like you guys are celebrate more probably, but like no, no, but crazy my, my crazy hood wasn't a part of the ninja culture. Oh, okay. All right. I was gonna <laughs> say, bro. No, nah, this is this predates them. My the closest to that is my boy Donuts. You mean Charlie uh, wasn't a ninja? Nah, Charlie was a real <laughs> life mercenary. <laughs> but my boy Donuts, that was the era which was like late 80s. <sighs> Crazy Hood and everybody was like, you know, like 91, 92, I started meeting everybody in Crazy Hood. Oh, my God. So now does your son think he's going to be able to go off and do his own thing other places now? Nah. Nah. He, he, know, he knows that his shit needs to be really tight as far as like the, the, the amount of slack we give him. So he looks for opportunities to, for us to loosen that. And his sister is one of those opportunities where it makes sense. So he's smart enough to know, like, all right, let me not push it over here. But if we're over there, he like puts the bid in with his sisters, like, yo, let's go over there, tell mom and dad. And then she's the the one no, that we trust. Was she was she annoyed of having to be the chaperone? Nah. Cause it wasn't overbearing either. Like they oh, have okay. a kids club over there. So we would send the younger two to have like go do the activities at the kids club. And she had her freedom also. Yeah, I think I'd just be weirded out by the strangers. You just don't know what they're capable of. You kind of have a read on what your kids might be capable of, but it's all the other people. Yeah, I hear it. <laughs> yeah, but it's yeah. But I guess at one at some point, you it's like you got to figure it out, right? You do. Well, I I could tell you one thing for sure. It didn't smell like nacho chips out that bitch. Which I know you had an experience recently that I would love to hear more about. Cause oh yeah, that's right, K. Nacho chips. Oh shit. yeah, the yeah. <laughs> Oh yeah, the fucking Yo, trampoline I love, park. I love how you look at me. You're like, 
how the fuck does this compute with a beach resort? <laughs> yeah, the trampoline parks, the indoor trampoline parks. They always smell like corn chips when you go in there. They do. Funky feet. They really do, though. Yeah. So that wasn't your first time going to one of those, was it? No. But this one in particular, really, you felt it. I mean, it's cool. My it, it's it's actually up the up the road from our spot, so it's one of those things. Like where we live now, it's you know the weather's not always great, rains a lot. So when he needs to go get his energy out, then it's an easy fix of like, all right, let's go up there for an hour, and you can go. They do. Are you they got like trampoline, dodgeball, and shit like that. So are you jumping um, with him? Or yeah, are you, no. are you jumping? No. Because I feel guilty when I don't jump. And I'm like, man, my ass is too big to be jumping. No, he's asked me a couple of times. And I'm I'm like, you're lucky I'm taking you. (laughs) Don't even ask me. All right. So now I don't feel so bad. Even (laughs) though I like it, though. I like it. But I like it a little too much. I don't want to be around other parents looking crazy. I mean, I've done it before. Like, um, we stayed at this hotel overseas. And they had like this. It was kind of a (laughs) weird random. All serious. (laughs) (laughs) I'm having fun. <laughs> this is fun. <laughs> no, there's an actual smile happening. <laughs> the um, so I've done it before, but um, nah. This I mean, he goes because they've got like they they have one area where it's dodgeball, and so you got all the kids having these dodgeball games on the trampolines, and so that's where he spends all his time. Does he get hurt ever with playing that? Nah, he's been all right. He got hit in the he got hit in the neck one time with the, the ball pretty hard, but he was cool with it. I gotta take my kids. I have one literally down the street from my house. You're a bad father. No, no, I've taken them before, but like I said, I'm not trying to jump every time with them. Do your kids then why you to you... jump? What? <laughs> Did you queef right now? <laughs> <laughs> Is this the queef episode? Right. <laughs> uh, fuck, I even forgot what happened. <laughs> you must have just queefed. Dude, I have so many things that happen with my kids that I'm like, oh, yeah, mental note. I got to talk about this and I got to ask you guys. And I just when we sit down and we do this, I forget. I go, oh, here's, right. a, here's a question. Let me get your, your take on this. Um, do you guys think that because sometimes I know we've talked about this with like school, right? And and how come how come a lot of what kids learn in school isn't isn't like real life learning, which can help them? Mm-hmm. Do you guys think that? Do you guys think like so? What am I trying to say here? So, for instance, my son had um, in his class his his one of his teachers is a was a former pilot so part of what he taught in the class was about jets and the different parts of airplanes and you know how to fly and all the terminology and everything and on one hand i'm like oh that's pretty cool uh but then on the flip side i was also thinking like well how's that gonna help him later on in life like why why aren't they teaching him like how to have a savings account you know just like that 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 kind of stuff that would better better prepare you and so i was talking to my wife about it and she brought up the point she's like well not everything that you learn needs to be like a life lesson school is supposed to be for also inspiring kids 
to think about things that maybe they never thought about before. And maybe it inspires someone to say, Oh shit, I really have an interest in potentially being a pilot and I'm going to go like learn more about it now that I got this intro to it, which made sense. I didn't really think of it that way. Um, it was more of my pessimistic <laughs> you know, attitude towards, but what do you guys think in terms of that? I hate speak. school. Right, you? you hate school? Oh, you. You hate school. What the fuck are you talking about, bro? Yeah, you hate school, bro. Every time we talk about school, you're like, fuck school. I don't want to leave my kids there. No, but they're little. I want them to go to school. Like, I wish I had the bandwidth to, to homeschool my kids. Ooh. To, to, a, to a level, not, not all the way through, because I think the social interaction is extremely important. But... But like curriculum wise, do you think, do you think that kind of stuff or just things that are not necessarily things that are practical in your day to day? Do you think it's a waste of time or do you think it's like inspiring for kids to learn things that they would never think about? I mean, I don't know how much it would inspire. I mean, I would, I would argue to say the, the percentage of kids that probably get inspired is very low. Like, I don't think it's doing a lot of inspiring but it is it is introducing them to like different ideas, even if it doesn't inspire. Like, well, I don't know how many kids are going to be like, "Oh, I want to be a pilot now," but it's a different spin on what school's supposed to be. Yeah, look, this is the thing. When you were saying that, I kind of went started thinking. And I want to, and I'm going to kind of pose back a question to you guys. Do you remember, or did you have the same experience as I did? Which I would imagine, at least, Kay, you might have the, the dysfunctional teachers that we had. Um, growing up like in junior high or high school and when i say dysfunctional which probably is not a good word to use but foul bro <laughs> there was like this divert no 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 like like look i was i was i met up with my boy trek six who i went to junior high with right and he's in town and we we're talking yeah, about sure. junior high and i was like remember our science teacher he's like yeah man and i almost had his name at the tip of my tongue right now but our science teacher was uh formerly in the Israeli IDF, right? And instead of teaching science most of the time, he was telling us how great the Israeli military was and how they would win a war with all these different people and like on the board, like start doing strategies of the wars against Israel and against their enemies. And I mean, it's pretty insane. And then I had another teacher at the, in the same school who was our, um, our fucking, what was, what do you call that class? I don't know. It was some kind of arts class. And he was a redneck. Straight up. You could say maybe he's racist. He would say <laughs> racist shit. Oh, you know, but Back he was, it was cool. Huh? Back when it was cool. Like you, he wasn't getting yeah, like whatever. He would say shit that would offend everybody. And I used to, I kind of kind of liking to him. And even though he would say shit about Latinos, I was like, ah, whatever, bro. Like, and then, then, and then I had another teacher that was a drunk that she always fucking had a Coke can on the, the same fucking Coke can all year round. But then she had the liquor bottle in her fucking oh, drawer and she was always smelled like fucking rum. And she would say all kinds of crazy. So I say all that to say is that, I don't know. I feel like those interactions with all these weird characters kind of like helps in life because it's like, you're getting a, a crash course in all this variety of like yes. point of views and personalities. And well, yeah, just because they're a teacher doesn't mean they're not they're uh, They're a, regular person also so they're gonna have their craziness to them right and then back to your point like 
my one teacher didn't well maybe she did maybe she inspired drink champs before drink champs right <laughs> my other teacher didn't inspire me to join the israeli defense force oh. and the other teacher didn't inspire me to join the clan even though i can't join oh. anyways <laughs> i think nowadays you can <laughs> latinos are in now <laughs> I join the proud boys <laughs> no, yeah no thing. there you go <laughs> No, no, I, I, they, I do think they like, co-opted us. <laughs> I do think there is some value in kind of off the beaten path sort of education, like the example you just gave. I, I look at, I guess, more like your your wife, Kay. Like I look at it as not just the academic piece. I look at it as it's a big social component to it, and I think things like that add to that element, even though it's coming from the teacher in this example. But I think like. To a point, the non-standard stuff, I think, is equally as important. And I, I'll give you an example. Like, I mean, this is later in life, but in college, I straight up went to the administration and I was like, yo, how do I get uh, some sort of academic recognition for all the extracurricular stuff that I'm doing? Because they give you budgets to run student-run organizations on the campus. And I was in like four of them joints. And I learned so much, like balancing a budget. It's like running a mini business on a campus, but it's extracurricular. They don't consider it like any part of the curriculum, but there's so much learning that happens through non-standard things that has impacted my life substantially, but I don't have a degree to show for it. It's more like just experiential, you know, learning. Yeah. Yeah. Is that how people get honorary degrees? Nah, that's just, I mean, you you about to get one soon, I'm sure. Miami Day is going to be like, yo, come through. We got yeah, you, you guys knew that, it, this is, I'm sidetracking, that's uh, Sylvester Stallone went to, when, I don't, you guys wouldn't care, but he went to oh, Miami yeah, Day he, College. ADHD is amazing. <laughs> which I went to, and then he went to UM, and I then he know. went, and then years later, he didn't finish UM, but the reason why I brought up the honorary shit is because he went back to UM and said, listen, after he was a success in Hollywood, he's like, look, you know, my life experience should be enough for me to get the degree. And they gave it to him. They gave him a, an honorary or an actual degree. It, the way it read on, I guess, Wikipedia is like if they gave him a real degree, but I don't know if they could give him a real degree. Got so it. I, I was assuming it was an honor. Should we get him on the show and find out? I mean, speaking of education, though. Uh, I don't know if you guys got a chance to look at it, but the chat GPT wave that's happening right now. Y'all familiar? I mean, we spoke uh, about this. About don't it. play like we didn't speak about this you, today. You man. and I did. You and I did. But, <laughs> and I've been reading about it. So, it, yo, it's wild. I was ta- I've been talking to a few people about it, but yesterday I spoke to a But homie. really, they're, they're the chat that you're talking to. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's my new homie. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, I was talking to my homie. <laughs> He's talking to the fucking AI shit. <laughs> Typing, hey, how you feel today? Have you tried uh, it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's delicious. No, um, I did I have, <laughs> I have what tried. a queef. <laughs> oh my god, it's so good. What kind of nasty shit do you talk about with chat GPT? <laughs> I just ask random questions and like tell it to What's do a queef? Like, right <laughs> in Dominican. <laughs> so let's use that as an example, right? You could go in there and and say, uh, write me an argument as to why queefing is the best. 
whatever. And then it will find all the information and put together a coherent essay. Real quick, because let's just say we have a listener or viewer that doesn't know what the fuck we're talking about. Yeah. And even myself, because I haven't used it. Is this an, uh, like a Google app? Is it a website? Yeah. But like Google-y ish. It's so it is currently a website. Um, not not Google-y, but it, it functions in a similar way. So like it basically think of it like a search engine. Right. But it's an application that's AI driven, which you could argue many of the search engines are. But this shit is like on steroids. So it will it's basically going to think on its own based on some small inputs that you give it and create something in this case, like I said, like it will create a freaking argument as to why queefing is the best based on all the known information. It can write articles, write books. It can write, uh, scripts. I know. Como se llama? Fucking internet shit. Como se llama eso? Yeah. That articles. (laughs) No, bro. Um, it could, it could do, uh, code code it could code for you okay all right let's let's hey, run. hey so how so how would you feel how would you feel if if your daughter turned in a paper that so she went there and she got like the first draft from it but then she went back in and like edited it a bit and and made it like more her voice and tweaked it a little bit but it was still kind of like the bulk came from from that how would you feel about that I wouldn't be happy about it Um, because I think in the long term, it just takes away from her own intelligence, right? Her ability to get smarter, wiser, but the world is trending in that direction. So like there was, there's many articles right now, but one in particular that I read recently, they're talking about this replacing universities. Like there will be no need for, well, maybe not universities, but actual professors and basically robots and applications being the educators. And I think that shit is. And how can they tell apart who wrote their shit originally, like themselves? That's the problem, too. Well, there's, there's going to be technology that's going to pick up whether it was robotic or not. I think that. You think they're going to apply that in schools? I doubt it. It would probably take a while before I, they. I think they would be late to the party. Yeah. Yeah. And that's the part that I would say when it comes to your kid using it. How can you be upset when all the other kids are going to use it? And everybody's doing everything quickly. And then your kids here, like all fucking at a turtle's pace mm-hmm. trying to get shit done. Yeah. <clears throat> no, they're going to be behind. Like they, it's, it's like them not knowing how to use a computer or their phone. <laughs> they have to. So like, how, how does that, I, I think it's going to take away from their experience and learning and like fucking being re- relatively intelligent people. But I don't know what the alternative is. You, you guys think that we're in the beginnings of like, I don't want to say the failure of society, but robot takeover. No, like think, think about this. Like if your kids don't learn how to code or, or, or use all these technologies, but not just use them because I feel like the one that uses it is at a disadvantage. It's the one that knows how to make them. That is Mm -hmm. at the advantage. The engineers, those are the people that are going to get paid the big money down the road. But what sucks is that everybody's going to, this is going to be the thing. The, the whole world is going to go in this direction. But what about the people, and we've talked about this in the past, that do all the things that keep society physically working? You yeah. know, the, the, the plumbing, the, the, the garbage, this, all this stuff that physically has to happen. I feel like those are going to become um, 
the lower paying jobs when they should probably pay more in the future. I don't know if I'm making any sense. I think a lot of shit will be automated to our surprise. That doesn't seem like it should be or can be right now. But like somebody was telling me, I don't know how true this is. I didn't fact check this, but they automated, fully automated a McDonald's somewhere in the U.S. Yeah. No, I saw that. I saw that. Saw that. Yeah. Like the, the McDonald's job was like the butt of jokes before. Like, oh, go get a job at McDonald's. Like it was like not a good thing. Right. But you're eliminating now something that was an option for people, young people usually to start right? Right. or, or have a fall experience. Yeah. And get make some money while you figure out what else you're going to do. Now, if that's the trend, that shit's gone. Yeah. So to your point about garbage, though, like how do you maybe you can't eliminate that. Maybe that does need to have, you know, human beings to, to do it. I think because, well, it depends. Does that lower their price point or does that increase it? Because if there's more people and less people willing to do that job, then you could argue maybe there is a better paying opportunity there. But I feel like with the advancement of technology, like the waste is going to go down at some point. So then what? I don't know, man. Yeah, it seemed to waste a lot of technology. <laughs> it is. You guys want to jump into chat GPT and write some shit to see what it does? We should ask it what the future of it is. All right, let's do it. <laughs> what is the future of chat GPT? Hey, Manny, go fuck yourself. Look, go queef yourself. <laughs> Nothing. Oh, what? Oh, oh, shit. It's writing. Look, my hands are up. I'm not typing. This is not me. Uh-huh. I'll read it as soon as it's done. For those I'm reading it right now. No, out loud. I mean, ah, fuck it. I'll start now. <laughs> oh, good. It's done. The future of chat GPT and other language models like it will likely involve continued advancements in natural language processing <clears throat> and machine learning. This may lead to improvements in the accuracy and fluency of the model's responses as well as the ability to handle a wider range of tasks and contexts. Additionally, there may be increased integration of these models into various industries and applications, job takeovers, such as customer service, content creation, and language translation. However, as with any AI technology, there are also concerns about the ethical implications of their use and the potential for misuse. Yo, GPP knows how to talk really good, bro. This thing writes better than most people. <laughs> Yo, no, <laughs> definitely. And I mean, as it should. Ask. Let's let's pretend this is our guest on fatherhoods. Okay. Ask it something to, to in the in the area of like, what do you think should you know should should we have our children work in technology? Something like that. Like, see what it says about kind of like what we were talking about. How about something like, should we have our children attend school? Go for it. Education is widely considered to be important for the development of growth and the uh, development and growth of children. Attending school provides children with access to a variety of learning opportunities, including formal instruction in subjects such as math, science, and language arts, as well as social interactions and extracurricular wow. activities. <laughs> school also helps children develop important life skills such as critical thinking, problem solving, and time management. However, with the current pandemics, traditional school might not be the best option. Remote learning has been implemented in many countries, which is a good alternative to traditional learning. 
It is important to note that there is no one size fits all answer. Look at the dis- disclaimer hmm. to this question and that the decision to send a child to school should be made on a case by case basis, taking into account factors such as the child's individual needs and circumstances, as well as any health and safety concerns. Whatever. All right. The world's over. I'm gone. <laughs> now I know. Now I know who's going to write my tweets. Yeah. Your queefs. <laughs> my queefs. <laughs> Queef of the day. Let's ask a queef question. Hold on. Jeez. Ask it. What is a queef? Ask it. Hold on. Let's see if it shares your Dominican description. (laughs) It's like, uh, awkward. (laughs) That's taking a while for this one. Let's see. (laughs) Just pulling it from the. Are you sure you wrote it correctly? Oh, (laughs) (laughs) go ahead. Read this one. A queef, also known as a vaginal fart, is a release of trapped air from the vagina. I I don't think we need to get into the whole thing. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Wow. It's all right. I think this is a good time to end. Yeah, I think (laughs) we brought it. We brought it full circle. (laughs) All right, boys. Have fun. All right. right. See you later. Yo, be a father. If not, why bother, son? A boy can make him, but a man can raise one. Be a father to your child.